Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Lore Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Palmer. Joining me today is Peter O'Donoghue. Peter, James. say hi. Oh. Uh, what? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, could you, uh, could you just keep it down? Peter and I yeah. are. Yeah. Peter and I are talking over here, okay? Uh, do you, it, yeah. you mind, buddy? You mind? Yeah? Do you have your, uh, you have your toy? Yeah, you're good? You're yeah, good, you're good in the corner. I got my toy. You're gonna keep uh-huh. it down while we're recording, right, buddy? Right, champ? <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Buckle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it me, Peter O'Donoghue. Hi. And I guess we'll, and James we'll, happily busy in the corner, Miller. <laughs> James always so busy in the corner. What's he doing in that corner? <laughs> what's he got I over there little origami spiders everywhere what the fuck <laughs> it's very very unsettling uh welcome to the internet's number one fake history podcast uh thanks for joining us uh, anybody who hasn't heard the show before we like to talk about made up history stuff but act as though it were real because in our hearts it is real yeah um so welcome to the show we're doing more warhammer 40k today um it should be no surprise, considering I'm the one who's hosting. So for all the longtime listeners, they know that uh, I don't I don't talk about video games so much. The other guys talk about video games. I talk about other forms of games a lot more often. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what Magic you... 40K. Uh, we did uh, Warhammer Fantasy thrice. I yep. want to say something yep. like that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and uh, I like it. So if you don't like it, then let us know. Uh, this episode find a different episode how about that <laughs> yeah did you ever think of that uh there's links in the description um <laughs> actually, if you don't like it i actually have my own podcast and this was the long con because i was just waiting for you guys to get tired of ethan so i could okay do what, my own podcast. what's the name of your podcast oh, shit it's uh the james miller busy in the corner podcast uh, okay. where i tell you what i'm really doing in that corner okay yeah yeah can we get a can we get a little sample from the james miller busy in the corner podcast oh, yeah. Hi, James of the Lord. Uh, James the Frick, dude. I, it always comes lore boy. Uh, yeah, Sorry, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it just it comes right back. Eh? It's so natural. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this episode uh, goes out to Dalton. Uh, it was re- the topic was requested on our Discord. So uh, if you guys want to hear your topic talked about uh, by one of us idiots, then uh, hit us up on the Discord. Links are in the description for that. Um, also, a bit of house cleaning. Uh, since uh, someone, Dalton, uh, did send us an email saying I may have gotten some <laughs> things wrong on a previous episode. Uh, I'm not so sure I did, but agree to disagree. Uh, two things that I may have said that I didn't mean. Um, or, you know, if you if you want to just consider any time 
we say something that sounds wrong to you, it's just Lore Boys canon. It's just our own internal canon that we think is more interesting. We're just trying to make it more interesting for you guys. We're never exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so apparently the gene seed is not one booster shot that just makes you into a godly primarch, but it's like a whole mess of genes and or, uh, organs and, and uh, stuff that's implanted into people. Like it's a lengthy operation. It's not like a, hey, I'm going to impregnate you with my gene seed and you're going to be a 12 foot tall uh, three year old. You know, the emperor isn't just hiding in the bushes covered in mud and leaves and shoots you in the neck with a dart. <laughs> yeah, no, not not so oh, not not so clean. Unfortunately, That'd be so much better. Uh, also, also, I may have also said that the space marines were only invented after the Horus Heresy. I definitely meant the space marine chapters were only invented after the Horus Heresy. If I said that, um, th- there were legions before then. Then they broke up into chapters after the fact. Okay, How, what, like the gene seed? Is it like like seed like like comb? I mean, so I, that, that's kind of how we were talking about it. And I don't know if it came as the natural result of a joke. I never looked into what the actual gene seed operation entails. Um, Dalton just wanted to let us know that it's not just come. It's like if you cut someone open, took out their heart, and then replaced it with a heart made of cum is what I'm gathering from Dalton's email. Oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense, actually. <laughs> they say that... Um... The first person to get a cum heart transplant is already born. That's how fast. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, that's pretty good. So, so as uh, as the listeners at home will know from the episode title, but as uh, you two probably don't know, oh uh, we are no. talking we are talking about the Space Wolves Legion of Space Marines. Oh, the gray ones. I guess, yeah. I never, I never look up what they look like because I'm not a visual person. That's my job to do. That is your but job. Of course, uh, if you're in Montreal, why don't you support some local business and go to Ted's Hobby Shop? That's where I get all of my Sister of Battle minis that I've been painting. Check yeah. them out on Instagram. <laughs> our three, our three <laughs> listeners in our hometown of Montreal, please go do that. Support your local yeah. game store, everyone. Please buy it. <laughs> Please buy a Ted's. He's very nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, while you're at it, check out uh, Battle for Zendikar. The new Magic expansion is coming out soon. Uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. The new D and D book is coming out tomorrow. So uh, support your local game store. Go down there and just uh, give them a little what's up, a little hey. Yeah. Can I support you in this day, this dire time? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> now that I lost my sense of smell due to COVID, I'm much more comfortable in this game store. <laughs> <laughs> there that joke has layers man i like it uh, <laughs> uh so the space wolves known in their own dialect of uvic as the volca fenrica or wolves of fenris are one of the original oh, okay. 21st founding space marine chapters and were once led by their famed primarch lehman russ so if anybody listening at this point is super confused about the sentence that I just read, uh, we've this is our fourth episode on specific Space Marine factions. I really encourage you to go back and listen to at least one or two of the last three um, because it'll just enrich this episode and make it better. Links are definitely in the description. Uh, that'll take you to loreboys.com. Uh, yeah. Anyway, for you guys, could I ask you how you think you spell Uvic? Oh, um... And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, to be fair. It sounds like Norse. Is it, uh, is it the U with the two dots, V-I-K? No. Good guess, though. Oh, darn. It's G. 
It's G N U. Not G, but Gnuvik. It's uh, yeah. No, it's J, not G. Close. U V J K. V J K. V J K is three letters you don't often seem next to each other. Now, how would you guys spell Volka? Normally, V-O-L-K-A. <laughs> I heard it's close to the labia. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, That's all a mystery to me, though. Uh, <laughs> Volka, V-U-L-K-A. It's, I guess. Uh, drop the U. It's just V-L-K-A. I right. and I don't okay. know why. I don't know why they do this to us. Are they? I guess like Icelandic themed. Yeah. So they're the wolves of Fenris. Uh, yeah. So Scandinavian, Norse, Nordic, yeah. uh, a lot of their stuff comes from there. Uh, originally, the sixth legion of Astartes, raised by emperor by the emperor at the dawn of the Great Crusade, uh, the Space Wolves are renowned for their anti-authoritarian ways and their embrace of the homeworld, their homeworld, Fenris's savage barbarian culture, as well as their extreme deviation from the Codex Astartes in the cha- in the chapter's organization. So they're like okay. barbarian shock troopers is like their their theme. Like, whereas everyone else is very Roman, very structured, very ba-ba-ba. They're like, where we descend on the battlefield with the might of warriors. They're like the Gallic hordes that sacked Rome or whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know history, but yes, I'm going to say yes, absolutely that thing. Okay. That you just said? The Gaul of them to sack Rome, am I right? I don't know. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about this earth you're talking about, yeah. but I know a okay. thing or two about Fenris. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that Fenrir was a Norse mythology god. Like, I've seen that name, or like Fenris, Fenrir, like in so many games. And yeah. Stuff. So well, I, I actually think I have a note for it here somewhere, but it, uh, Fenris is the. Oh, here. Well, you know, we'll just we'll jump ahead to this note. So Fenris takes its name from the mythical Norse wolf, fathered by the god of tricksters Loki, that would assault the Norse gods during the final battle of Ragnarok. Both of the names of locations on Fenris are also drawn from the Norse mythology and languages of Old Earth. Its single moon is called Valdramani, the wolf's moon. Cool. Ooh woo. Ooh woo. Wolf, <laughs> wolf moon senpai. <laughs> uh, so so since the days uh, yep, yep. of. <laughs> yif yif. Sorry, sorry. Could sorry. you, Jamie? Could you please not say yif yif on the podcast? That's for your sorry. things Jamie's doing in the corner podcast. Yeah. Okay, you're getting, you're mixing them up. The you're mixing them up. <laughs> uh, so since the days of the Six Legions' inception on Terra, the Space Wolves have remained a legion apart from its fellows. Its origin shrouded as it garnered a fearsome reputation for its warriors' prowess as a shock assault force, as well as tireless pursuers and peerless hunter killer force. The space. Okay. Space Wolves are one of the greatest of the chapters of the Adeptus Astartes, their name and honors known throughout the galaxy. As one of the original 20 Space Marine Legions, the Space Wolves were founded by the Emperor himself over 10,000 standard years ago, if we're looking at it from current date 42, 42nd millennium. Okay. Warhammer, they, it really should be called Warhammer 42K. That's, I, mean, I feel like I keep harping on that, but it really should be called that. Games Workshop Crunch well, at us. We can rewrite this. <laughs> yeah. When are they going to fix it? Uh, they'll probably wait 2,000 years. So we'd know, one thing that we know about the Emperor of Mankind was that he was putting all those organs. As we've always said, he puts a bunch of organs in people. Like we've never said, we've never said that he just does a single shot or anything like that. It's always a bunch of stuff that he does to people to make them Spare super, organs. superhumans. Yeah. 
But yeah. we've we've always said that it's a lot of things, a lot of organs. Salamanders, find the biggest set of lungs in the volcano field that you can. Catch it, bring it back to me. <laughs> set it on fire and, and then bring it up. Set it on back fire. <laughs> and then you've got John McCrag. It's just like your dad raised you to be a stronger set of lungs than this. Right? <laughs> exactly. And then, and then he died for it. Or whatever. Punk bitch. Yeah, exactly. And he took his dad's lungs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you or someone you know suffer from mesothelioma? Uh, <laughs> you could be you could be entitled to exaltation by the god emperor of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we also know from past episodes that shortly after doing so, the ruinous powers, the gods of chaos, would take all his precious little test tube babies and whip them out into the cold, uncaring galaxy. Right? Yeah. This is at this point this is a this is a theme. Uh, the, uh, the fact that we thought it was a genetic augmentation seems pretty. A, like soft core for Warhammer. I'm actually less surprised than ever that he took his perfect god babies and just stuffed them with organs. Yeah. That is way more. That's way more in line with the misery of 40k that I've come to get used to and love. I mean, yeah, sure, but it's also the golden yeah. age of mankind, so maybe it would have been a good time, you know? Oh yeah, that's true. What, uh, kind, of, what kind of meat does he use when he he stuffs hot, them? Hot think? dog meat. Hot dog meat. Oh yeah. Do you know it takes 6.1 bites for the average size mouth to eat a hot dog? 6.1? Yeah. I'm trying so to does think. Does that mean every 10th hot dog you're taking an extra bite? Something like that. Oh, every <laughs> six hot dogs. <laughs> like no, it's, it's every 10 it's, hot dogs. It is 10 hot dogs. Yeah, Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I guess, uh, you know what they say, the seventh hot dog is not worth your time. The hardest. <laughs> <laughs> or the seventh hot dog is free? I don't know how this works, okay? <laughs> the first six hot dogs are the hardest. <laughs> if anyone's tuning into the stream, this is how now I'm not a WoW officer anymore, so my whole raid, I just type hot dog facts into general chat. <laughs> and I've learned a lot about hot dogs and made a lot of friends and a lot enemies a lot more <laughs> enemies not an unsurprising amount of enemies honestly 6.1 enemies yeah. perfect <laughs> so the god emperor of mankind his hot dog babies uh they were all <laughs> cast into the warp where they'd come crashing down onto various planets one of the pods would land outside the pretty little death world called fendris uh ah. grandmaster belial of the Dark Angels would say of Fenris, Fenris breeds heroes like a bar breeds drunks, loud, proud, and spoiling for a fight. Nice. I, was, I thought Belial was going to be on Fenris, and I was like, Belial is from like Hebrew mythology, so strange that he'd be on Viking planet. Yeah, he's a he's like a demon, right? A blood he's angel. In, uh... Hebrew, Hebrew Bible later became personified as the devil in Jewish and Christian texts. Yeah, no, I think they mean in Blizzard games, not that but okay oh okay that's yeah, yeah. why don't you tell us about the blizzard games belial the torah lifts heavily from blizzard well, it's, games. In, <laughs> it's in diablo <laughs> it's in diablo isn't he the lord of lies uh maybe i've never i never really played diablo 3 dude so okay lord of lies the most elusive of the seven evils and is a master of deceit it is said that he's manipulated asmodan into revolt against the prime evils uh, Check out our episodes on Diablo lore because I'm sure we've talked about it before. I think Jamie's done an have, episode yeah. on Diablo, and I've done an episode on Diablo or two. We've done like three, yep. yeah. yeah. We did one, two, and three. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, we did one, two, and Barbarians. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. You did yeah. uh, Bulkathos. Yeah. I I didn't do like one and two. I did just like I took two episodes to talk about the precursors. Anyway, we're not talking about Diablo here. <laughs> Uh, no, Belial is a one of the Dark Angels, uh, a Grandmaster of the Dark Angels, who we've talked about 
See, I'm so bad at remembering the names of things. Yeah. I think uh, it was, uh, it's not the first one we talked about, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's frowned upon for us to like dwell on other episodes while we're talking about a current episode, just like it's frowned upon anyone under the age of 18 to put ketchup on a hot dog. God damn it! Wait, according to who? According to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. I put <laughs> I put hot dogs on my Okay. You know what? You know what I put on my hot dog? Two things, baby. Ketchup and mayonnaise. Yeah. And that's so, it. That's so mayo, that's that's pretty much heathenous like they wouldn't like that. You're supposed to put mustard once you turn 18, you got to switch to mustard or else you're in So if it's a real brat, then uh then I'd go mustard, you know what I mean? If it's a okay. real dog, if it's like this like repurposed raccoon meat that we're using, then I'm just going to go ketchup and mayo. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, like for my steamy, it's ketchup and onion or all dressed Quebecois style, which is like uh, what sauerkraut or something, coleslaw and mustard. So yeah. What's going on on Fenris? How many hot dogs? <laughs> what do they put on the hot dogs? <laughs> uh, so they're barbarians. So I guess according to the National Council of Hot Dog oh, Fuckers or whatever, ketchup. it's just ketchup before they're eighteen. They're all under eighteen. They're all putting ketchup on their hot dogs, like a couple of fucking savages. Okay, because apparently, it's totally not okay. Ugh. So the Primarch of the Space Wolves had had well. Primark to be of the Space Wolves would land upon the de- icy death world of Fenris, his incubation pod plummeting down into the flank of a vast mountain. Given the harshness of Fenrisian climate, it is safe to say that a lesser being would have died almost immediately upon arrival. Most babies don't survive harsh reentry into a planet's atmosphere. Is what, Ask the what we're getting here. about that. Sure they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> multiple human babies. <laughs> uh, right, if the Soviets did it. I'm willing to bet the USA did it too. <laughs> it's just the stuff you hear about, huh? <laughs> uh, well, I guess all that stuff would have been. Oh, they they must still be declassifying sp- uh, space stuff, right? Like, I don't know if Putin would declassify the baby thing. Uh, yeah, no, I think the the states though. I don't I don't know I don't know how how we'll never know how honest they are about what they declassify. But they say after 50 years, I think they start yeah. they declassify stuff. I declassify our space babies. They're the best babies. They came in on re-entry so fast, so cute, so yeah. plump, so little. Our space babies are the best babies. <laughs> <laughs> so emerging from his smoking capsule, the infant Primarch soon encountered a deadly mother Thunderwolf. Uh, the wiki page did not have, have a link to Thunderwolf. So whatever you're picturing in your head, that's it. Yeah, dude. He's going to get raised by wolves. Uh, he sure is going to get raised by wolves, okay? Ooh, uh, another Mowgli? How many fucking Mowgli's does, are, do we have here? <laughs> this Sen- is our second. <laughs> Sensing in the feral youth a kindred spirit, the giant she-wolf did not kill the transhuman child, but instead raised him alongside her cubs as one of her own. All, All right. right. The, Imperial, the Imperium's records concerning the Space Wolf's heritage and Russ's origins owe much to the life's work of a man named... N- Gnarl, the Elder. So I'm glad you brought up the G-N-A earlier, because this is spelled G-N-A-U-R-I-L. Uh, Gnarl, the Elder, oh was a contemporary... Like, Go ahead. Narwheel? What's that? I thought it was like Narwheel? No, G-N... A-U-R-I-L. Oh, excuse me. All right, never mind. You're, you're totally excused, because you were totally wrong there. You added a yeah. W where no... Du- only a single U. No W. Just one U. No. 
he was a contemporary of the Phrygian, the ancient Phrygian high king Thengir. So, um, baby lands on baby lands on this planet called Fenris, named after a wolf, a yeah. wolf god, you might say. Meets giant thunder wolf. Coincidence? Hmm? I don't think so. No. I am also imagining that every single person on this fucking planet like picks picks up baby whatever his name is and is just like ah you're finally awake (laughs) (laughs) you got caught trying to cross the river too hmm? (laughs) (laughs) just like me and that horse thief over there (laughs) uh so narl's saga saga the ascension of the wolf king tells of one fateful hell winter again did not have a link on the wiki page so i don't know what a hell winter is but it's hell with one l so it's like a, hell yeah. is Nordic hell, so it's probably like the white frost or the bifrost or some shit like that. That snowstorm that's supposed to kill everybody. The bi the bifrost is a rainbow bridge, right? So I don't, uh, it's <laughs> I, I don't recall. <laughs> I uh, it's also do not recall. Hell winters. Hell winters also the name of a great frost axe wielded by Laman Russ in the 40k oh cool so i didn't so lamon russ is the guy that we're talking about uh i I don't have the uh i don't have that that fun fact in my notes so it's beautiful that that you got there with a quick with a quick google uh you could tell how much deep research i did while i was hung over writing this script huh (laughs) (laughs) he was uh hell hungover hella hungover (laughs) Uh, yeah so it's it's just a modifier (laughs) Uh, so it tells of this fateful, uh, presumably bad winter when the feral wolf child was discovered by a hunting party of Fenrisian tribesmen. So uh, we've had a couple of Primarchs so far. You know, one of them landed, was found in the jungle by questing adventurers and was raised in the court. Another one uh, fought off some like dark Eldar slavers. Uh, another one became leader of his father's armies and led them to the north to conquer barbarian tribes. This guy's like... This would be... Archangels, the Salamanders, and the Ultramarines that we've covered thus far, correct? Yeah, exactly. Respectively? Yeah. Uh, the Space Wolves were... Their Primarch was raised by wolves in space. So That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, to be fair, the uh, Barbarian Hordes of the Nordic countries, not very like well-known for their prose, so this kind of <laughs> makes sense. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, so he's raised by wolves and then a hunting party of people find him. Well, find the wolves, I guess they're going to hunt wolves. Cause that's the thing that people do, right? Is hunt wolves. Yeah. To wear them. The, 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 the scalp of a wolf with the nose and the teeth makes a good hat. I right, think. right, right. Uh, so there's a, there's a Redwall book. Um, for those who aren't familiar, Redwall is like fantasy, but it's all told from the perspective. Like all the characters are like mice or shrews or voles or whatever. Uh, it ends with the bad guy wears uh, a wolf skull on his head and somebody just like rams him into a tree like a battering ram and the the fangs of the wolf pierce his skull and pierce into his brain. That's awesome. And that's, that's how one of the books ends. I don't remember which one. I want to say... No, it's not... Uh, anyway, super off track here. <laughs> talking about his own trophy. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Don't get me talking about Redwall because I read them all as a kid. Redwall? More like read them all, am I right? maybe that'll be interesting to cover in the future yeah uh, great books great books uh very much kids books but great books uh in a so uh they find the this hunting party finds them they decide to attack the wolves uh the wolf mother was slain by spears and arrows 
apparently these people are using spears and arrows. You can uh, kill a thunder wolf or a, a lightning wolf with just regular like caveman weapons. I guess I'm I'm so still what? I'm still unclear why they're using caveman weapons. I guess they just ran out of bullets or something. Or they didn't have gunpowder on this planet because like okay. this is the year twenty eight thousand. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> presumably this is a yeah. step back or two. Um, that's it. So, like they kind of weaponized those uh, those spears. Just like it reminds me of that ESPN quote. Hot dogs are meant to be enjoyed, not weaponized. When a fan once threw one of their hot dogs at Tiger Woods while he was on the course, oh. I would love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they all they also said it. They also said uh, hot dogs are meant to be enjoyed, not weaponized. When the God Emperor of Mankind decided to turn people into weapons by injecting them with hot dog meat, so yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a double quote. Yeah. They said it twice. Yeah. They ran the same headline twice. ESPN's yeah. still around. Yeah, to, to, sure. to be fair, it was 26,000 years since the last time they ran that headline. So, you know, you kind of give them... There's got to be a grace period where headlines expire, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can recycle them, yeah. <laughs> Do headlines expire? Is that is that a thing? Can we say that with certainty? Uh, I think so. They two, must, thing, right? two of the same thing can occur. So you can report on the same thing twice, especially over the course of 26,000 years. All, all I can say is the sell-by date on a headline has got to be... For Further than the sell-by date on a pack of hot dogs, because those things go off pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 what are we talking about here? Uh, we have Lemon Russ, the child primar- infant Primarch, raised by wolves. Wolf mother was slain by their by spears and arrows. The Primarch fought with terrible fury, slaying a dozen warriors with naught but his bare hands to protect his two surviving packmates, Frecky and Gary. How? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Frecky and Gary. Uh-huh. Maybe freaky. Who are these guys? Maybe freaky, honestly. So so Frecky is spelled F-R-E-K-I. Could easily be freaky. And Gary is spelled G-E-R-I. Oh, yeah. God. So make okay. that what you will, but I think it's Gary. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got you've got a at this point, what, adolescent Primark and his two rave dogs, and he, they fight up a bunch of Vikings. Yeah, yeah. It's his okay, uh, good. uh his palace in their fursuits. It's two EDM wolves, Freaky yeah. and Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the tribesmen, uh, after seeing at least a dozen of his fellow men killed by this guy with his bare hands, is like, hmm, you know what? That guy, that's not a wolf. That's a human. <laughs> that's a human, okay? Let me, t- let me tell you, I know a human when I see one, and that guy there, human, not wolf. <laughs> Uh, so he calls for his fellow huntsmen to lower their weapons. Like, whoa, 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 we're here to hunt wolves. I'm not going to wear a human skull on my head. That's... We're not barbarians, yeah. are we? In the in the, <laughs> in the the Warhammer universe, I would never wear a skull for decor. Come on. No. <laughs> so naughty. Uh, so the bloodied youth stood his ground, fangs bared. I think that's uh, all- allegorical, you know? He doesn't uh, doesn't have fangs per se. Uh, and But understood their peaceful gesture and stayed his wrath. So he he decides to stop killing. He's like, you just killed my mom, but I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop now. He somehow understands like the universal si- human sign of people lowering their weapons, despite being from space and raised by wolves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Sure. Well, so from space, but he was presumably a human beforehand. So I, maybe we could say Loreboy's canon. He like recalled some passive, some part of his like life before he was turned into Primarch. You know, because okay. there were there were volunteers who took the Emperor's gene seed. 
or volunteers, uh, voluntolds. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not okay, sure. Yeah. I, have, I haven't looked yeah, into yeah. that. The, I haven't looked into the actual Primark selection process that much, but uh, yeah. maybe some part he of his old re- life called to him. He might remember that when he went to a baseball game that a fully loaded hot dog vendor's cart weighs about 40 pounds. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we all, every time I see a hot dog cart, that's what I think. Yeah. I, I, say, right there. I say fully laden, that weighs... How much did you say? 40 pounds? <laughs> 40, 40, yeah, 40 pounds. Not that dog, much. A hot dog vendor's cart got to weigh more than that. You full uh, of water and steam and... Like, yeah, it's a, it's a tub of water. It's a bat. He's rolling <laughs> yeah. a bathtub on wheels. Yeah. Not according to hot-slash-dog.org. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know their shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hot-slash-dog? Or a dash dog. Or I was like, you can't put a slash in the middle of a URL like that. Where where are you on? He's just on MS Paint. He's drawn his own website with his own made up hot dog facts on it. Hey, it's my corner. I'll do with yeah, what check, I want. Okay. Yeah, for everyone who loves this commentary, please do check out the What Jamie Does in the Corner podcast. All Jamie's origami fighters just have hot dog facts and threats inside of them when you unfold them. So we got a man made a hot dog standing in front of a bunch of people. Uh, you got you know this guy's exceptional because he's made a hot dog and he lived with wolves for years and they never decided they to, to take a bite. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as uh, as soon as people see him, they say, "That's no hot dog. That's a man." Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were out hunting hot dogs. That he's a, he actually led them to his thunder wolf mother. Uh, <laughs> so un, unsure quite what to do, the tribesmen brought the young Primark and his wolfkin, uh, Freaky and Gary, for he would not be parted from them before the court of King Fengir of the Rust tribe. The aging chieftain saw the undeniable potential in the young man and ordered that he be given a place within his household, there to be raised as a two, true Fenrisian as a warrior. So, like a, like a lot of the other Primarchs at this point, he's, he's accepted. They say, you're a great warrior. That's our number one thing on this death world that we live on. So, welcome aboard, kiddo lived among wolves you must know how to kill them better than anybody you're on you're in <laughs> we got a let, let me tell you we got a real wolf problem okay yeah. some of them <laughs> not all the orcs that they're raising are as strong as you so we just kill them normally yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so amongst his own kind for the first time Lamont learned quickly their skills showing a natural aptitude for the way of the warrior he learned to speak and mastered their primitive weapons iron axes and swords though he was quick to roar with laughter or bellow tunelessly in song the Primarch slowly realized that he was more human than wolf, but at the same time, far superior to both. I find it strange that the God Emperor of Mankind's children can't carry a tune, of all the things to leave out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this this one can't can't carry a tune, but I feel like it's part of his charm. You know what I mean? Okay. Is the fact yeah. that he gets real drunk and sings body tunes. Okay, okay. So, uh, when Russ handed the champion of the Kingsguard his battle axes during their third sparring session, after disarming him, Fenger admitted to himself that the young man was destined for greatness. Much like a lot of the other Primarchs. Everyone's looking at him like, hmm, this three-year-old shows real potential. (laughs) He just disarmed our best warrior for the third time straight. I don't know. This toddler, something to him. Uh, the Primarch soon spoke the Fenrisian dialect of Low Gothic with powerful eloquence, and one evening, King Fengir deemed him worthy to receive a true name. The king named the former wolf child Laman of the Rus. As the Primarch grew to maturity, he became the greatest of their number by far, leading the tribe's warriors to a thousand victories and more. Sounds like hyperbole to me, you know, but who knows? Maybe there's that many battles to fight. It's pretty or good. Hunt. Yeah. 
or or just hunts yeah or you just change the definition of victory yeah true yeah just move the goalposts right yeah. <laughs> move the goalposts <laughs> but towards you. Idiot. yeah yeah <laughs> and he who bested the rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> i just can't imagine like wolf paws trying to turn a rubik's cube <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrists properly like <laughs> <laughs> maybe a good time to say that lamana the rest is not a wolf but simply raised by them yeah but he's got a whole army right it's, it's just him who did the ruby i guess yeah he could do the ruby scheme. yeah and he was leading a, a, the tribes warriors so an army I'd of men that our army oh. of men have a harder time solving a Rubik's cube than just one dude. Can yeah. you imagine the burden of command? Am I right? <laughs> uh, That's a good idea for a Twitch stream. Twitch chat does a Rubik's cube where you can all type in commands, and oh, everybody's God. just like going against each other. Would and... never happen. <laughs> would never. Would never solve it. Uh, <laughs> praise be to Helix. Uh, upon King Thangir's death. Laman of the Russ took his place upon the throne of the Russ. So the Russ is, I guess, the place that they're living upon Fenris. So it's not like a um, heretical throne. He was just appointed for being the coolest. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, when you say heretical, I think you mean hereditary. Yeah, I, I, I fucked that up. <laughs> heretical is a very apt word to use in the 40k lingo yeah. because heretics are very much a thing, but not yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Parapraxis, if you will. Uh, so the Wolf King did become a, leg- a living legend across Fenris. It was only a matter of time before the world word of his fame reached the ears of one who desperately sought news of his lost sons. Much of what is known of Lemon Russ's early years is born of hearsay and legend, as his fame quickly spread throughout the tribes of Fenris. It is said that he was able to turn back whole armies of the king's enemies by himself without a scratch, to tear whole oak trees from the ground and to snap them over his back in twain, and to wrestle Fenrisian mammoths to the ground and roast one whole for his his meal that evening. So this so this sounds like a cool fucking planet, though. Th- this is a cool fucking planet and a cool fucking dude in charge of this cool fucking planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> This guy just, like, gets drunk, like, hey, bet you I can fucking tear that oak tree down to the ground, fucking snap it over my back, like. Fuck you, lemon, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you want to see me do it? You want to see me do it? Oh, you fucking do it. Yeah, that guy is so fucking cool. He's got, like, just like standard power armor, but it's just exposed chest hair in the middle. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a cut so the space wolves paint job and this is something that i did look up is it's all like uh you paint the pecs and you paint them like little curls of chest hair on oh, each of the word, power yeah. armors yeah. abs are painted onto the front of the <laughs> yeah. power armor you, you know. <laughs> sick sick dude yeah. <laughs> uh jamie were you gonna give us a hot dog fact well now i i kind of feel forced into it but you know who else is sick it's mickey mouse and Mickey Mouse's first words on screen were <laughs> hot dog. Uh, Mickey Mouse is oh. sick. Uh, he has COVID. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, kids. He's uh... <laughs> let all the from into his house. Yeah, yeah. That's a pro- that is the problem with living in uh, Florida. Hmm. Uh, so in his time. Lamont's leadership was recognized by all the tribes of the frigid world, for all sought to benefit from his wisdom and extraordinary skill at arms on a world where the weak did not survive for very long. So he just, like, I like to think, and I think we can make this a Lord Boy's canon, that he literally just went town to town, ripping trees out of the ground and snapping them over his back, and then killing a mammoth by himself, like, wrestling a mammoth down by himself and eating the whole thing. And everyone was just <laughs> like, hell yeah, dude. 
I've never seen anyone more fit to rule. <laughs> Honestly, that's crazy. I don't care. I... About... Yeah, <laughs> like climate change is a problem, but I don't care what your policy on it is. That was so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. What would the climate change problem be on what is clearly a frozen ice planet? Too cold. Still, like, still, or like they want to warm it up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Climate change. Politicians aren't really doing enough help. for it. <laughs> I forgot this thing that could really fucking help. It's called fossil fuel. And just hear me out. We need to dig out all of it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need we need to just dig out a bunch of coal and start fucking burning it for the next hundred and fifty years. <laughs> all over the planet. Uh, yeah, he's got like a roving band. He's like a traveling party trick merchant where he's just like, yo, you want to see me eat this mammoth? And then yeah, just like breaks its neck, eats the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like uh he's like a frat bro who like does the 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 collegiate circuit of beer pong and he just goes like frat house to oh, frat yeah. house and just crushes every single time. You know? Yeah. He drinks a gallon of milk without puking and then it's just like, <laughs> Whoa man, he, he <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, now do the spoonful of cinnamon. i did that in your kitchen ethan it did not go well (laughs) Well, uh, uh, at least three people have done it in my parents kitchen so yeah all times didn't go well uh (laughs) so uh he he becomes leader of ice planet wolf planet nobody could best him nobody could best the wolf king no tribe could stand against his against his armies he's got the coolest bros on his team plus he's pretty good at fighting armies all by himself Within yeah, within Lamont's kingdom, a truce existed between man and wolf. So no more killing of thunder wolves. No more wearing wolf skins as hats. It's in poor taste when your king was literally raised by wolves, it turns out. And they wear other fur hats made by other thunder animals. Presumably. Thunder otters, no problem. Thunder mink, so soft. <laughs> oh, uh, that's for rich ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. A thunder mink draped across their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mink's are really small, though. Like they're a lot smaller than I expected them to be because of how big the jackets are. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem with the jacket. There's this yeah. thing where like every <laughs> everybody in society says things are small. You know, you just meet somebody like, hey, that's small, but it's not small. It's like very normal. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it takes uh, on average six point one minks to make a coat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone asks uh, whatever Ethan's talking about is small is also 6.1 something as yeah, well yeah exactly 6.1 <laughs> whatever you want it to be uh, <laughs> 6.1 is average no matter what the measurement is it's average okay <laughs> so uh, Lamont's court was attended by the fiercest of warlords and the most beautiful of maidens this is like Hell yeah. this is like uh, Conan wet dream the planet you know what I mean Tales- I mean, a bunch of tall Bunch of tall blondes is also one of my wet dreams, so I'm, I'm into this. <laughs> uh, tales of his mighty conquest spread like forest fires, and it was not long before the eyes of Terra turned upon his deeds. When the fleets of the Emperor's Great Crusade neared Fenris, they heard tales of Fenris's extraordinary wolf king. The- now, how I may have asked this in the past, how does the Emperor find out about tales of the extraordinary wolfkin king, rather, especially when he's like orbiting a planet that clearly does not have technology? Big ears. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, super, yeah. Lower Voice Cannon. It's Lower Voice Cannon. It's superhuman hearing because he's got really big ears. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the organs that's implanted into every of the Primarchs. Is big is ears, extra lungs, big ears, big ears. <laughs> there, there's their space marine helmets are so big to fit those big ears that they have. Yeah, they're all like Dumbo. <laughs> 
so the Legend of the Wolf King was quickly identified as the work of a missing Primarch, and the Emperor descended to the planet. Uh, to your point, Peter, I don't know. Maybe I think maybe they're just monitoring the planet. Like, they just hear. Everybody speaks English, of course. Uh, so they're just listening to various planets, and they're like, oh, people are speaking English, so it's, there's humans there, not Eldar. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they're talking about an extraordinary person. Probably one of my sons. Let's go check it out. I, I also like to think, and this might be another Lorwes canon, that the Emperor only visits 20 planets. He's just like, you know what? Maybe he had a thousand children spread into the void, but he like found 20 after all this time. He's like, you know what? That was fucking enough. I'm not looking yeah. anymore. It's just uh, write down that I had 20 missing children. I don't fucking care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. write down that I had 18 missing children because two of the records of those Primarchs are completely expunged from all Imperial oh, records. Yeah. He's like, write, write down 18. Say two were expunged. That'll make it really believable. <laughs> now those guys they were extraordinary and he went and visited their planet but it was all just made up like, <laughs> it was just like yeah. yeah making up stories over and over again that guy sounds awesome yeah shows up not his at all not his it was all. just a book <laughs> it's just like oh son yeah. of a bitch or 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 he found one of his sons like one of his true sons and he gets to the planet but it's just too outlandish it's like the lollipop planet and he's like oh this is gonna look really bad for my image well we had talked about <laughs> you know what yeah. you know what maybe not uh <laughs> uh, uh, we already have a little voice canon for that. It was the um, it was the Candy Floss Marines and the Bouncy Castle Marines. Oh, are the two oh you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm glad. I'm glad. I just thought of the same joke that we've already told. <laughs> that we already have. It's okay. <laughs> so the Emperor, disguised in a long plain robe and cloaked in psychic runes of disguise and confusion, entered the long hall of Russ. I would love to see a crowd of like Viking barbarians struck with the spells of runes of confusion where they just all like, carrying their baskets of beets or whatever. Yeah. And then there's like, Oh, and so, so it's, it's runes of disguise and confusion. So he's literally, he descends to this planet of people who've never met him, who use spears and axes. I should hide and my face. Disguises himself. So he's wearing, you know, like uh, the fucking fake mustache on the glasses with the big nose. And he's like, shows up to the planet and everybody's just like, that's a guy that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> well, like everybody turns around and they all just naturally look like Groucho Marx, and he's <laughs> just like, oh, "Thank God, <laughs> yeah, I'm blending in perfectly." <laughs> uh, those few natives that were sharp-eyed and sober, as well as the great Fenrisian wolves, shrunk from this new powerful presence. So presumably, uh, well, not presumably, but the guy is like 18 feet tall. So I assume the runes of confusion are to be like, "Yeah, that's normal." Did he disguise himself as like two guys in a long coat? Like he's got. A face. <laughs> he's like he's <laughs> weaving at the hips. Yeah, like, yeah so. exactly. <laughs> he's like pretending to be a guy in disguise to to be in disguise. Or <laughs> <laughs> but canon, he did because he is he's he is the the original four D chess master. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, canonically, uh, the original twenty thousand twenty six thousand years into the future. Yes. Mm. Uh, so Russ would refuse to pay homage to him as the master of mankind. The emperor had oops, excuse me. the emperor had known well that proud Russ would never bow to his rule without being beaten in a contest. So this sounds familiar, right? We've done this before. Emperor comes yep. down, got to beat his kids in a contest. The emperor was convinced of his own power and knew that such a challenge would be as nothing to him. Nothing. Easy peasy. Okay. I beat up my kids all the time. I'll do it again. <laughs> Strange Wanderer approached the gnarled wood of the Wolf Throne and its gargantuan occupant and stood firm, staring hard at where Rust was presiding over the feast. It was then that the stranger offered his challenge. That he was going to have a hot dog eating contest. So, 
That and is that is legitimately the first challenge. Okay. What? Uh, you didn't let me get to it, but the first challenge is a hot dog eating challenge. Okay. Dude, but Joey Chestnut holds the record in 2018 of 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Yeah. Who holds it in 28,000? My dude. Uh, it's probably gonna be this guy. I ain't read that wiki yet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if the stranger won, the emperor won. Uh, he asked that nothing. He asked for nothing but be allowed to drink at the right hand of Russ during the feast. So he's like, he's like, he knows how to play to the ego. He's like, you know what, dude? You, I just want to drink with you. If I win, that's all I want to. I'm saying your right hand. I want to drink. Russ is like, if you fail, you're my slave for a year. And that again sounds kind of familiar. I was the yeah. sa- the salamander. It was exactly that. Uh, so Russ challenged the emperor to a series of tests. Uh, the Wolf King did not wish to spoil a good feast. His first challenge was to be an eating competition. Uh, wow. So, hot dog eating competition. They got the glasses of water, uh, plain right. hot dogs. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, because they're, they're, oh, well, the Primark, at least he's under 18, so he's not allowed ketchup yet. Uh, yeah. They probably got to go, like, under the average bites of 6.1 if they got to keep up, right? It's probably, like, more of a two-bite affair. Probably easier. Oh, he's 12 feet tall. He could eat a single hot dog in a single bite. Yeah. A man so large, he could eat a hot dog in a single bite. Less than 10 <laughs> is unheard of. <laughs> yeah, he, he just, every time he eats a hot dog, a woman faints in the room. You know? <laughs> My word. <laughs> I wonder if he could eat the world's largest hot dog or longest hot dog, which was 668 feet long. Enough to I cover two that. football fields. Ugh. Good. It's a lot of raccoon meat. <laughs> so, <laughs> the stranger ate well indeed, consuming many times more than the stoutest warriors present without pause. But when he looked up from his plate, Russ had already consumed three entire aurochs, which is, I guess, what they make hot dogs out of on Fenris. Uh, an auroch is a real animal. It's it like uh, it's like a it's cow. Like, a, like an ox, yeah. Yeah, it's a big cow. I know, Peter. Okay. Thank you for telling the listeners at home, but I know. <laughs> I didn't know. Thanks, Pete. Because yeah. I, I, I play Magic the Gathering, and there's a tribal Oroch decks where you play you play cows. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No. They're, they're super niche and not like there's been like one expansion that I can think of where they were like semi viable, but the mad cow level does not exist. Yeah, there is no, no. there is no cow level. No, no. Yeah. Uh, the stranger had lost the first challenge, so the the God Emperor of Mankind loses the challenge. It was uh, it's uh, lemon, right? Lemon Russ. Yeah, yeah. He's like sitting there, uh, back on his throne, feet up, picking his teeth with a mammoth tusk, just like, ah, uh-huh, next challenge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you fool! <laughs> oh, you fool! Hmm. I, I think I'd sport another, honestly. It flicks his, he flicks the toothpick away, but it's a mammoth tusk, so it like crushes a normal Cru- sized man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> crushes a table. <laughs> <laughs> well, or like well, a normal sized trash can, just like. knocked right over Uh, the king was enjoying his sport he realized that the brown cloak traveler had the spirit of a Fenrisian at the very least because while he didn't finish first hey at least this newcomer finished second huh yeah the Fenrisian spirit is a very second place kind of spirit so if the first contest is a hot dog eating contest do you guys want to guess what the second contest is booze let's get hammered my dude a pooping contest well no Jamie come on Jamie that's your things you do in the corner contest, okay? All right, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. back to the corner. That's where that's where his pee pad is. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, woo. <laughs> uh, and so and so, Lamon Russ challenged the Outlander to a drinking bout. By the time yeah. the Wanderer had reached his sixth barrel of strong Fenrisian mead, 
There was no more to drink. The Wolf King had drained the entire feast dry. Once again, the Emperor had lost. The light of anger appeared in the Wanderer's eye. For the rest of the people. Right? Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't care, though. He's king. That's true. He's Sorry. king. Who cares? Make more Never wheat. Mind. Make more mead, bitches. Yeah. Driven by disappointment in his offspring, the Wanderer called Lamanras a drunkard and a glutton, able to achieve nothing more in life than stuffing his face and bellowing and bellowing hollow boasts. So there's nothing worse, nothing more cutting than a father's disapproval, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the father that you never knew you had. <laughs> yep. The Wolf King calmly laid down the consequences of his last challenge as his court backed away as one. The court grew silent daring not even to breathe as Russ drew his greatsword from its scabbard and stepped onto the long banqueting table. The only thing that cuts more cuts worse than a father's disapproval is a longsword. Is... <laughs> were you I, gonna... I believe that's how the fortune cookie goes, yes. <laughs> Jamie, were you going to say is a hot dog? Because I don't think hot dogs cut very well. No, I was going to say is a, is a longsword, so we're, oh. we're kind of synced up on that one. Okay. Are you going to say some fact about the world's longest hot dog sword or something? I've got a hot dog tip drill or something stupid <laughs> like that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm here for the 40K lore, dude. I was, I was thinking he's going to cut him with the sword. Yeah. Uh, for the third challenge, Russ boasted he could defeat the Emperor in combat. The Emperor threw away his cloak, the hood falling from his face, his true form revealed. He's like, boom, bitch, I'm tall. Everyone's like... Rubbing their eyes like, what? <laughs> He's been act guys. He's just yeah. acting tall. Yeah, yeah. He's been tall the whole time. One person this whole time. <laughs> he stood far taller than any man present, swathed, swathed in light, and clad in Baroque golden power armor. So not only does he like pull off the cloak and is like, I'm tall. He's like shining gold power armor to all these people who are like wearing wolf furs and like have swords. Yeah. He's basically a son. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's a son facing his son, you might say. Uh, uh-huh. Ooh. This time, the Emperor would defeat Russ. So while the guy can drink, the guy could eat. Uh, not as good at fighting. He fells him with a mighty blow from his power glove. When Lamond came back to consciousness, <laughs> he admitted defeat, and with a bloodied smile and a broken fang, he swore fealty to his true father, the Emperor of Mankind. He's like, Dad, Dad, Nintendo power glove wins again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ultimate gaming apparatus. You're right. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, was the I guess, I guess since it was with a punch, it, it's this is gonna sound like punny and stupid. Was the emperor pulling his punches just like oh like 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 sipping his drink just like ooh I'm so drunk oh you're gonna beat me <laughs> like it, it, was he faking it the whole time just so he could knock a fucker out? I mean, so it, it was Lamont Russ who who called the challenges each time canonically right. he was he was pretty pissed that he lost the drinking contest and the eating contest so much to say like oh it, like he lost the contests and then he went to the guy who was like those are stupid contests anyway you only care about stupid contests you know <laughs> so i i do like to think that he was pretty salty and was actually trying to win those um but also he lost two out of three and he's and the the son is still like yeah you're still you still win the the big show you know yeah yeah okay which I guess the story the story wouldn't be a story otherwise, you know. He'd be this would be this would fall in line with the bouncy house world and the cotton candy world or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Russ's action uh so yeah, he Russ swears allegiance. He's he's a Primarch now. He gets his own he gets his own crew. Uh 
uh, his actions in bringing new worlds into the into imperial compliance met with such rampant success that his conquests led him into the far corners of the galaxy. With uh, with the band back together again, the Primarchs falling in line one by one, the galley the galaxy looked like everything was coming up Millhouse. The golden age the golden age of mankind was thriving, and looked like it would never stop. And as you guys know, it probably did never stop, right? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, in the in the far future of the forty first millennium, there is only Millhouse. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Betty White is still alive, and actually, she's the the person who Americans most want to eat a hot dog alongside. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I mean, I'd eat a hot dog with Betty White. I mean, I I would eat. She's ninety eight. Veg- I would eat a veggie dog with Betty White. Fair, fair, fair. I have uh, I have a great aunt that's ninety eight. So eat shit, Betty White. <laughs> eat a hot dog, Betty White, idiot. Eat, yeah, eat a hot dog. <laughs> uh, so everything's looking great. Things are going great. But in an act that would scar the galaxy forever, Russ's brother, Primarch Horus, the war master of the Great Crusade and the progenitor of the Luna Wolves Legion, as well as the most favored son of the Emperor, turned from the light and embraced the ruinous powers to fulfill his dark ambition of replacing his father upon the throne of Terra. As I've said before, it's an episode in its own right, and I'm I am planning on doing one. The Horus Heresy would bring the Imperium to its knees, nearly destro- nearly destroying everything that the Emperor had worked for. Despite the treachery of many of his brothers, Lamon Russ held true to the oath of fealty he swore to the Emperor on the day they first met. So did the Space Wolves remain fiercely loyal to the Emperor throughout the Horus Heresy. They took part in some of its most renowned actions, but from these dark times more than ten thousand years ago come few details. Of any certainty. So, who remembers 10,000 years ago? Personally, I don't. Betty White maybe does, but I, I certainly <laughs> yeah, don't. Seems like it. She remembers eating a hot dog with Cleopatra or something. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Cleopatra was born closer to modern day, closer to the invention of the hot dog, than she was born to the building of the pyramids. So Yeah. 1487 is where they think hot dogs were first made but we're not sure okay definitely closer to the invention of the hot dog hot dogs are much older than i thought uh yeah although i bet you it might be I, sausages right i bet you a 15th century hot dog looks nothing like a modern day hot dog i'll tell you that. no no they genetically changed it it's like old uh, corn and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true i was gonna say they didn't have the tools to pick out all the raccoon Actually, hair I the west hadn't <laughs> the west hadn't discovered corn in 1487 no damn dude yeah or maybe you ever look at like old watermelons like on the inside there's only just like a little bit of the flesh yeah yeah and it's like mostly it's all it's all rind yeah 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 so ten thousand years ago or 12 ish 14 ish thousand years ago 14 8 to fourteen thousand years ago was a time of legends it was an age of war such records as were made have not survived and only many centuries later did chroniclers begin to describe the bloody events of those days the space wolves would not be present during the final battle for Terra that ended the heresy and doomed the Emperor to a living death in the stasis field of his golden throne. Instead, the leader and his legions would be embroiled in conflicts with his former brothers, namely the the Thousand Sons Legion and the Alpha Legion. But that's probably a story for another time. That's a story for another day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I... I think my next episode will probably jump into the conflicts with the Thousand Suns Legion and the Alpha Legion uh, to, uh, I hope, Dalton's pleasure. Um, And other people, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Dalton specifically because he requested it. But I I really enjoyed reading about Lamont Russ, and uh, I'm planning on doing that and and having that lead naturally into um, 
into the Horus Heresy, hopefully. So maybe the next one will be a half Horus Heresy, half finale of this episode. I don't know. Maybe I end up doing Magic Gathering Elspeth like I, I promised one day. I, like I said, there's, there's a Magic Gathering expansion coming out uh, this week. There's a Dungeons & Dragons expansion coming out this week. Uh, but all, all for you, Dalton. This has been all for you, not for the SEO. <laughs> we always like to check in on Texas. <laughs> Yeah. It's rule number and it's two. It's been fun to talk about it. As long as we're having fun, everybody's having fun, I think. And this exactly. has been fun. Yeah. Peter, are you having fun? Uh, so far. Good. Would you have any fun if you read some emails that we might have from a listener? I uh, have two, uh, meaning I would have actually more fun in that case. Uh, fun as well. Fun too. Also, fun is good. So we have uh, one here <laughs> from. Uh, Josh, and I'm sorry about this in advance, Josh Vaccarano? 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 I, I guess, Vaccarano? I don't know. Um, his first email says, does lore boys lizards? Uh, and we responded, yes. And then he says, <laughs> big fan, keep up the good work. Dune lore might pull in views with the movie coming out. Um, we've been asked to do Dune. Like, I was asked to do this... Uh, maybe yesterday or the day before in person by my buddy Kyle to do Dune again. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's like almost a dozen times now. I think we should probably get to it at some point. Uh, Ethan's the only one who's read it. Yeah. I, I, so I, I have this whole thing where I, I, I have read the book. I, I read the first book. I, I plan on reading the rest of the series. I read it earlier this year. Um, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I would love to talk about it on a podcast, but I have this thing where I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for somebody. Like if I saw, if I hadn't read the book Dune and I saw a podcast that said, hey, here's Dune lore, I'd be like, oh, well, I don't want it. I want it to get spoiled for me, you know, but I could. Yeah. There, so there is entire appendixes in the back of the book that are just like on the ecology of Dune and all this stuff. So maybe I, maybe I could find enough to make a podcast out of that. Otherwise, it probably won't be me doing it. But if one of these other two guys decides to do it, I could just be the pseudo expert uh expert uh, expert uh, qualifications for lore boys is literally read the book once yeah. uh, <laughs> the first book once the first of eight i think seven or eight uh i couldn't even tell you yeah why well, so, don't they call it dunes with an s then because there's that many yeah <laughs> honestly honestly great point i'd love to get into that but that's an entire episode in the zone james uh, that's okay, really okay. That's, a, that's a very long talking point yeah okay okay got it <laughs> <laughs> Um and this one here thank, we're going to thank, thank you for the thank you for the the email. Well, we'll definitely look into doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh and then this one here we're going to address uh from ya boy, your dumb Superman's dumb friend down in New Jersey. He sent us an email uh that we will uh address eventually, I think. Um uh, it's not something that we are going to put out publicly, uh but we'll get back to you, my dude. Um but either, either way, if you want to be like any of these people or like uh, Dalton, and you want to contact us, please do so at loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. A quicker and more efficient way to put in suggestions is at the Loreboys Discord. Links below. Yeah, the links will be in the description for whatever podcast app you're using, as long as it's pulling our RS feed, RS feed, RSS feed yeah. properly. Um, oh, you can also go to loreboys.com slash about. Uh, it has most of our contact info. Contact at loreboys.com uh, is a great way to get in touch with us by email. And theloreboys.com has all our episodes on it. So if you're looking for a specific one, you can go search them there. 
if you like this episode, there's a ton of other 40K episodes. You can search them at loreboys.com or you can just find the links in the description for this episode. Uh, I've been your host. I'm at Ethan Palmer. You can find me there on Twitter. You can also find the Loreboys at Loreboys on Twitter. Uh, do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys um, when we get the chance. So yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. And if you want Lore Boys Premium, you can get your very own. Do you <laughs> oh. have one, Ethan? It's all, it's all you. I thought you guys were going to say your, your ats, but go ahead. Okay. Your I very own Lore Boys hot dog meat. I made it myself in my bathtub where I wash my feet. Yeah. And, and Wait, you, I, you, I made, the you made the meat? You like grew the meat or... Well, like I, some of it, it grew over time, but I got like a little bit of meat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, and I just tossed it in there. I, I tasted and... it. It was delicious. I, I must say, it could use a bit of ketchup. Jamie wouldn't let me have any ketchup. Uh, not, yeah, I'm not eating. But yet. if you guys, if you want to buy it, the most expensive hot dog sold ever was 169 dollars. Nice, nice, nice. And it, it had uh, wagyu beef in it. It had like all this really nice stuff. But you can buy ours for 170 dollars. And each one that's sold after that will be sold for one more dollar. So hurry up and get yours or wait until the last one and you'll have the record for the most expensive hot dog ever sold. The most expensive hot dog. Uh, Jamie's Jamie's tub meat, as we call it. Tub dogs. Go to tubdogs.com. What's going on in the corner? It's tub meat. (laughs) Um. If you want to find me, it's at Pete O'Donohue or at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Come check out my 40K minis and our episode art and sometimes pets. I don't know. Or a funny stop sign that I saw this week. Like, that's kind of like a thing. That's just a thing that we do <laughs> on the internet now. Yeah. <laughs> my, like my phone's broken, but if I go to the payphone uh, at my local Depinar or corner store, there's a thing that call- says UCM Police. And then underneath is the French version. And it says, Police Come. come. <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure why i'm not sure what that acronym's for but it's kind of cool and um, i guess that would constitute what about <laughs> oh what about what about the patreon if oh, you want to pay us a lower boys come out <laughs> <laughs> a lower boys come police whoop whoop <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, goodbye. Uh, a sloppy ending, Le- leave, us, leave us, leave us, leave us, leave us a like and a review. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 